0: news. Real news about real people that real news people are going to talk about. It's an incredible thing. I'm Fred Katz. I'm the host of Wizards After Dark and I just dropped my headphones and I also cover the Wizards for The Athletic and here to talk about all this news on a Wednesday morning is Ben Sandig who has never been on this podcast before.
1: That is true. At, at least you dropped your headphones, not dropped the ball, because dropping the ball at this time of year would be a bad move for someone in your position.
0: Hey, hey the Washington Post just profiled you. I read the story last night. The Washington Post just profiled you because apparently you are the rain man of the NFL draft in predicting the box correctly. And uh, what they did not write, which they could have, was that the cat that sent you to urgent care that injury was suffered whilst recording an episode of Wizards After Dark.
1: It's true. I I did tell them that the uh the, the, the cat injury occurred while I was getting, uh, setting up to to record a podcast. Uh and uh yeah, cat Fred Katz, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. But yeah, they left uh they, they left they left that part out, but uh yeah, what are you gonna do?
0: Could have, could what? have said the name of the podcast in there. Could have gotten Wizards After Dark in the article. Just saying. And uh, I, I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that every single article should either mention Wizards After Dark or have the exact line. Subscribe to the Athletic.
1: <laughs> that would have been my, uh, that would have been fantastic for my bosses if they had thought uh, if they had that. I'm sure I, the, the, the one thing I the, I was told when when we knew this interview was happening was. Yeah, yeah, good stuff with the NFL. Now mention the NBA mock drafts. Just mentioned that the whole time. I'm like, okay. So.
0: Speaking of interviews, we've got news. The Wizards rolled off three interviews yesterday, in case you missed it. Uh, I reported in the morning that they uh, met with, well, that they were going to meet with Kirsten Rosas, uh, who is the executive VP of basketball operations in Houston. Uh, then Candace Buckner from the Washington Post reported that they were going to interview Danny Ferry, and then, late at around 11.30 p.m., because that's when Woj operates the best, uh, Woj reported that uh, Troy Weaver also was in town for an interview, so we got those three. You reported some news on that. Uh, we're going to talk about Tim Connolly. I-, I think we're just going to talk about these candidates, and we're going to talk about kind of, all right, the Wizards have finished the self-evaluative stages of their, you know, putting in quotes, GM search. Uh, they finished, uh, or at least they finished the uh, the skeletal parts of it enough to where they feel like they're confident to go out and start evaluating candidates with an interview process. Not 100% what their timing is. I still don't think they're necessarily trying to rush, but the combine is in two weeks. We'll see if they have somebody set up within the next two weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like there's like two separate phases to this. There's the hey, do due diligence. Well, actually, maybe sort of three. There's the do the due diligence as you know Ted Leonson said he wanted to take a few weeks after firing in Grunfeld, and he did that, presumably. I mean, they they at least waited a few weeks before these interviews started to happen. They had hired a consultant and all that stuff to, to come in, and now you mentioned the interviews, and it feels like within the interview process, it feels like there's two different situations. There's the hey, here are the guys who are available and who are interesting, some assistant GM types. Uh, Danny Ferry is a guy who's not an assistant GM type, but he's obviously been around, and um, you know, but he's available. And then there's the, wait, we're still interested in Tim Connolly, but the Nuggets won't lose. The Spurs didn't do any. Didn't do the Wizards a solid by losing game seven, and now the Wizards on some level, I guess, have to decide how much they really want to wait on Tim Connolly, who I would assume, I, what do I know, but I would assume is not going to, even if he's interested in the Wizards, and I've heard the term "dream job" mentioned by somebody, even if that's all true, is he really going to leave Denver until they they're out? I mean, I wouldn't think so. You're not going to pass up a, a Western Conference Finals, or you know, maybe even beyond, to, to go do something else. So the Wizards might have to make a call here at some point if they're really interested in Connolly. How much are they willing to wait? Because, like you said, the combine's coming up. You got to start workouts for agency. All this stuff. You got you to you, you know pick a staff. All these things are happening, and you can't wait too long.
0: Yeah, you've heard the uh, you've heard the dream job stuff, also. Uh,
1: I have, yeah. I actually, I, I I dropped that specific term in the, in the story I wrote last night, but but yeah, I mean, I, oh I've yeah, you the, did in the Masai story. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, but that's yeah. like
0: that's like pervaded the league. The Tim Connolly, just like for years, has said that the Wizards' job is his dream job.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, yes, I mean, and because uh, yeah, people keep asking, why Why would this guy, why would he leave Denver, the Nuggets, he's got this thing poised for potentially a good run, and hey, look, if Durant leaves Golden State, if, uh, you, know, uh, the, you know, who knows, if LeBron doesn't get that help he needs, the West could be, you know, fairly open, relatively speaking, at the top, and Denver's the team looking to, to, to pound, so why would you... Why would you leave? But look, I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. Sometimes he's from the area, yada yada yada. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But I just hard to see him leaving until they're done this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, first of all, Connolly doesn't want an interview. So if they end up with Tim Connolly, it's going to be without an interview process. I'm pretty confident in that being the case.
1: I've um, heard I've heard effectively the same thing. If they want him, he's not he 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 he's willing to. My sense is yeah, he's willing to uh talk and maybe even take, but he's not gonna be part of the show that 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 everybody else is kinda going through.
0: Yeah. I've also heard that it's not a uh that it's not necessarily a guarantee right now that he would absolutely take it. And I don't know necessarily what that is for. There are a number of reasons that I've heard thrown out there and I haven't been able to officially confirm any of those reasons, so I'm not gonna report them, but I, I've been I'm told by enough people that it's not necessarily definitive. Now, obviously, there are so many factors. If you just think, I think sometimes we think about this stuff differently than we think of any other job. If your friend has a potential job offer that he's always wanted, you're going to think about the normal human details of it, right? So, like, you're going to think, okay, what's the salary? Uh, what does the family want to do? What are all these things? And, like, yeah, maybe he told people two years ago that this was his dream job, and that's true, but... Who knows? He doesn't know what Leonis would be offering in this scenario, in which he does make, you know, does make an offer to him. Uh, he, you know, he, he just got extended in Denver. Maybe Denver goes to the Western conference finals, or maybe Denver ends up making an upset run or whatever it is. And he's like, you know what? It was, this was, Lee, but like, how could I possibly leave this? Maybe I'll go in 10 years. Like, Hey, he, he's not an old guy. He's still a young guy. He could have a long, long career ahead of him. Uh, Denver ends up with success. He might just be like, no, I don't like you were saying. (laughs) It would would be normal to figure I'm going to stay in this place where I just got extended. I have clear job security, uh, and I've been very successful, and I want to see it through with this group. That would be normal.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, we've all been in a relationship where you're like, this is the thing. This person is perfect. There's nothing else. Nobody else I want. I want this person. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. What's going on over here? Hold up. And then you get into a different relationship, and you work through it, and, then you're, and things are going great, and you're like, well, well now this is a thing. I mean, so at the point wherever the Wizards became the dream job again, I'm, I'm, that's what I heard. I, I did not hear that from Tim Connolly, so let me not say he said that. But if if that's the case, that was at one point in life. Life has shifted. He's now had this other job. He's built a successful thing in Denver. I, I don't know exactly his family situation, but you know, the, presumably he and his family have set up roots in Denver. So who knows where the situation's at. But, you know, yes, I, I, the, the larger point is simply if there's interest from the Wizards, they may have to just sort of make a, uh, you know, S or get off the pot here shortly because they can't wait too long uh, with, with, with all the things that are coming up in the NBA, on the NBA calendar. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's uh, that all makes sense to me. That's all pretty in line with uh – with the Limit. Stuff I've heard. What, what do you, oh yeah, ask me your what, question,
1: let's do it. Well, so when you when you hear the names of the Wizards candidates, I suspect, at least I am drawn to both Tim Connolly, but then there's the unknown guys, there's the assistant GM types, because we don't know much about them, and oh, this guy comes from the Rockets, and oh, you know, I, I keep thinking, I, you know, I keep hearing some whispers about maybe Trey Delaney gets involved, we'll say, but oh, he's come from this net rebuild, and and so on and so on. Danny Ferry is a name that is just exists out there. He's been a former GM twice. He's obviously well known in this area. He, he, you know, his dad was literally the GM of the Bullets team that won the NBA championship. All that stuff. I had two people tell me that not only do they think Danny Ferry would be a good candidate, they think of the names mentioned. One of them said even including Tim Connolly that he would be the best guy for this particular situation. I, I'm curious, well, have you heard anything about? Ferry uh, from from anybody?
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing I do want to say about Ferry is I've seen, and maybe this is just like me being uh, overestimating the size of the bubble that I'm in, but I've seen a number of people point out on social media, which is obviously not a healthy way to judge culture and the way that people think, but I'm going to do it now anyway. I've seen a number of people point out on social media that Danny Ferry pulled out of the... Uh, New Orleans search for personal reasons and, and wait was that just him saving face because David Griffin was getting the job now David Griffin might have been getting the job anyway don't get me wrong but it was not him saving face that was that's a real thing that wasn't an excuse there were personal reasons to to pull out so I will leave it that secondly um, I don't know Ferry's an interesting thing because he's he's been really successful that that 2015. Hawks' team was really artfully put together. He was able to snag Budenholzer. He comes from the Spurs. He, Yeah, he's a former player, but I wouldn't even quite call him analytics-adjacent, but he's analytics-friendly, I would say. um, He's had a number of really smart people work with him in analytics, and the way that he's put together teams has clearly – whether he is the person sitting down there with his glasses and writing with chalk on the windows. Uh, Do you write with chalk on the windows? Did you with marker on the windows? I've clearly never written on a window. Uh,
1: I think I, I in the uh, – it's, it's funny because I mentioned a, a beautiful mind yesterday in the interview I did, but like a beautiful mind. Didn't he write like chalks on the window? Even in Facebook too? Wasn't that like a thing? Maybe it's a Harvard thing. I don't know. <laughs> didn't they write like with chalk on the window to like – It was writing uh,
0: with something on the window.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: something with destruction of school property.
1: Right. There would be a, that would be a great
0: sequel to Beautiful Mind, just like a story of the uh, student trial that Russell Crowe's character had to face for destruction of school property for writing on so many windows. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But,
0: but yeah, that Hawks team with Ferry was like it was really intelligently put together and cohesive, and was very clearly put together with the analytics in mind, Paul Millsap, you know, you can look at what his counting numbers were in Utah. The way that they got him to play was like that. They played this, like the most modern style of the 2015 season. The way that the Rockets play now, well, not the way the Rockets play now, but they played with this spread, kind of like the, how the Bucks played now. The Bucks play now kind of like an evolved 2015 um Kind of like an evolved 2015 Hawks, and obviously the comment thread there is Mike Budenholzer, but like that was an organizational decision with the way that they do that. There's a reason that Budenholzer got hired. It's because Ferry liked his uh, his his basketball philosophies. And, you know, they had they had they had this organization that clicked. I completely understand the um, the aversion to Ferry. Because of the Luol Dang stuff. Like, I get it. That's very difficult for organizations to navigate. Now, bringing in a guy for an interview does not necessarily mean that, oh, he's totally going to get the job. And I'm not sure where they stand with Ferry. Because there are a lot of people who are pushing on Ferry's behalf. Like, a lot who were pushing the Wizards to give him an interview on his behalf. Uh, And so I'm not sure where the team internally stands on Ferry. I don't know if he is top two or... Just getting an interview or anywhere in between. Like, I, I really don't know because, as with any job search, sometimes you just give interviews to, to give an interview and see what happens. But this team is, 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 I think, I would say they're pretty socially progressive. And, uh, the Lou All Dang stuff is like that will be a topic of conversation whether he gets the job or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you know, it is important to, to to note that you know an independent board exonerated him, if that's the right term for for that situation, that he was reading from a report that he probably should have self edited. He didn't say, read the, the derogatory comment that was mentioned about Luol dang and you know that that things went from there. But the, you know, the set, the the independent report said there was no bias on his on, on, on racial bias on his part. In any event, this thing still. Lingers over him. Uh, you know, the people that I talked to, I, I don't know their relationship to Danny Ferry, but they were sort of sort of, of the mind that you know it's it, it would be a shame if this continues to sort of uh, sort of per, would prevent him from from being a real candidate for, for for future jobs. So we'll have to see. But in any event, I thought it was interesting that they said that he was, you know, in their opinion, the best candidate for the job, which doesn't mean that they're right. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, but yeah, his track record is, it's interesting. Like, like I said, I feel like it, at least in my own head, I've probably been dismissing him more than I probably should be simply because of the fairies in particular, but they've been in my life forever. And so I'm like, oh, of course, Danny Ferry, they're going to bring in the, the, the son of the former GM. Of course, that's what, this, what they would do. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but, but yeah, there is something I think, I, I think to that. And, you know, look, a lot of this, well, the one thing we don't know at this point regardless of who they're interviewing, is what is the mindset of Ted Leontis and the Wizards at this point, based on having talked to, you know, in theory, the, these consultants, to all, to numerous people within the organization. What's the actual mindset now? Are they actually changing everything? Do they have a completely new plan, or do they think, okay, we like where we're at, but we need to make some certain tweaks, and so we can do that now? That, that, that goes a long way to this in terms of what are they looking to do and who is this person they're going to hire.
0: Yeah, I think we're just going to have to wait to find that out, and I think we're going to have to decipher it by their actions. I'm I'm really curious. One thing I'm really curious about is who the voice of the team is gonna be at the lottery if they don't have if they don't have a uh they don't have somebody mm. there. Like who are they gonna to send to the lottery? And I don't mean just as their representative. I don't know who their representative is gonna be. Don't answer the question, by the way. I wanna discuss that on next week's podcast with whomever my guest might be. <laughs> and and I feel <laughs> feel like knowing us could end up being you again. Uh but but, like, with with the lottery coming up, I wonder who they're going to put as the face of the organization there. Like, do they send Tommy if he's still the interim guy? It's possible they have somebody there. I mean, the lottery is May 14th. We're recording this on May 1st. Happy May 1st, by the way. We're recording uh-huh. this on May 1st. Like, they could have somebody in there within the next 13 days, but it's I think it's just as possible they don't.
1: I mean, if I was going to Vegas and you could drop bets, two, there's two people that I would put money on. I, I won't say who unless you want me to, but there's two people I would put money on. No,
0: not yet. Not yet. I'll get it from you after. All right. And then I want to have this discussion next week. You're not baiting me into this right now.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: That's not happening. Uh, any thoughts on Rosas, on Weaver? Uneven. I, I haven't – I have heard that they have – it either not yet reached out to Trajan Lang- Langdon to or to the Nets to ask permission about Trajan Langdon or that they or that they just mm-hmm. won't. Uh whatever it is, they I don't know if they will or won't, but they but they haven't yet done it as of the time of recording this podcast. And as you know, podcasts stay the same way forever. So once I post this, don't come to me because it happens Wednesday night and tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> uh yeah, I, just, I haven't heard that they haven't yet done that with Langdon. So I don't know where they stand with Trajan Langdon right now. Um, just general logic, and this is not me re- reporting that they're going to do it. This is just me piecing dots together. Trajan Langdon's gotten an interview everywhere else. Like everywhere else where people have gotten interviews, Trajan Langdon has gotten an interview. And he just got extended by the Nets. So uh, I have not heard that Langdon is is just like itching to leave. I don't think that's the case. Those guys all just got extensions. Sean Marks got extended. They're coming off a really encouraging season. I think they're extremely optimistic about their offseason with free agency and all that stuff. I think he wants to leave for the right job. But, you know, Langdon has a little bit of a history with the Wizards. Uh, I don't know if he would consider the Wizards' job to be the right job, but he's gone out for other jobs. He was, he was in the final few for the Pelicans. He's now in the final few for Minnesota as is Rosas. I think those guys both have really realistic chances at the at the uh, Timberwolves job. If I had to guess, it would be it would be one of those two guys getting the Wolves job. So, so uh, so yeah, I, I I just I wouldn't it would, consider me the least surprised person if they if and when they do reach out to Trajan Langdon, but it hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my sense, I don't know how...
0: Treasure Langdon, by the way, is the, I know you know this, but is the assistant GM of the uh, Nets.
1: Yes, and, uh, you know, my, I mean, I've been mentioning him as sort of that assistant GM type to, to look at, not necessarily that the Wizards are, are targeting him. Like you said, I have not heard that they have reached out to him yet, but that just that the Wizards' overall situation in terms of the, the salary cap, John Wall's injury, all that stuff, that it's such a... There's a lot of challenges, let's just say, and that, 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 that somebody who's been through what the Nets have been through the last three years would be a unique candidate to 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 assess this thing and perhaps to 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 uh, fix it. And while obviously Sean Marks is the GM, he's trades Lang that's been there from the whole the whole start, and he was with Marks in San Antonio and all that. Uh, I, I would I don't know where. I don't know how anybody would rank the three openings, the or you know at the the jobs he's interviewed for the, the the Pelicans, the Wolves, and the Wizards. I'll just say that from from my sense of talking to people, is that he's interested in in, in, in the Wizards position if if available. Would not to say that they would take it, but that you know I, I think it is considered to be a, a, appealing uh, there. I don't know a ton about Rosas. Uh, or I mean, I know that Troy Weaver's name has been mentioned for 100 years, especially in these parts, you know, whenever people were in the you know, who would replace Ernie camp because he's from here and all that. I don't know. You would know this better than me. I don't know how a Troy Weaver-Scott Brooks situation works. I mean, Troy Weaver was not the person that fired Scott Brooks. That was Sam Presti, but Troy Weaver worked in that front office. So I don't know how that dynamic would would, would work. But, uh, you know, certainly. From what I
0: gather, their relationship is – Fine. I think their relationship is is okay. Like I, I don't think there's what's the expression? Salt in the wounds. Is am I improperly using that?
1: Uh, spilt milk. Uh, is, that...
0: is it? Sp- I thought you just don't cry over spilt milk. Uh, I don't know. I don't think their relationship is rocky.
1: Fair, 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 fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. And, and, from, and uh...
0: from what I've gathered, I, I don't think uh, Scott and Troy's relationship. Uh, is a is a concern. Like I, I think I think uh, Scott and Presty's relationship um, got worse. Uh, but but I think he's he's fine with Weaver from what I gathered.
1: Gotcha. And I guess my one thought with that would be regardless of their relationship, if a guy like Trey Weaver comes in, you get your first job do you want your head coach to be a guy you already had effectively before? I mean, I, I, the thing about this to Scott Brooks, not to go off and do a complete tangent, I assume Scott Brooks will be the head coach next year, regardless, simply because of the fact he's got two years left, making 7 million each. But every one of these GMs, I would venture to guess other than maybe Tommy Shepard, because he was here, but I would venture to guess all of them want to bring in their own guy, because you only get credit for bringing in your own guy. You you get less credit if the guy's here and you want to make your own hire and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, the fact that Troy Weaver would, has already been associated with Brooks, I would almost think maybe even more so. But, again, that, look, if the Wizards actually had a good year this year, they get along well, everybody could be hunky-dory and not leave, and everybody could be fine. But just in general, that's how these things work. The new person comes in, he wants to hire his own people. I mean, Ernie Grunfeld did that too. Eddie Jordan was here. Eddie Jordan had a good success. And then they, you know, soon thereafter, Ernie Grunfeld made, it, made a change.
0: Yep, and a little bit of inside baseball here, too. Scott Brooks is represented by the same agent who a lot of these guys who interviewed yesterday are represented by. Rosas, um, Tommy Shepard, these guys are all represented by the same agent and who also represents Brooks. So there are professional relationships there, too. Um, And agents have ways of making, you know, greasing the wheels so things happen more simply. So they're... There's all this inside basketball stuff that can connect all these things too. I agree with you. I think Brooks is going to be just fine, at least for the start of next year, and then we'll see what happens. But uh, at least over the summer, I I would not. I would be very surprised if they did anything with Brooks.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so uh, b- b- big time. Uh, I'd be big time surprised on that, unless somehow like you went incredibly. You didn't spend a ton on the GM, and you're going to hire a, a, a effectively a nobody, or I a nobody, co- nobody but an a, a assistant GM type who isn't going to cost an arm and a leg. But yeah, I would doubt it. I would assume Scott Brooks will be here, regardless, and you know, kind of move forward and see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, Rosas is Rosas is interesting because he's not. He's also not. I mean, they they talk about wanting to hire a data driven guy, but. Here's the thing. None of these people are analytics people. You could go out and make an offer to an analytics person
1: if you I want an analytics Ro- person. I thought Rosas was an analytics guy. No, nah, he
0: came up through scouting and, and uh, like player personnel.
1: Got I mean, it.
0: He, he works for the Rockets, so I'm sure he is very familiar with analytics, but he's not an analytics guy. You want an analytics guy? Sam Hinkie is sitting out there. He's an analytics guy. So I, think what, I don't think they want an analytics guy. They're not they haven't interviewed anybody who came up through analytics they could but they haven't uh, they've interviewed people who came up through scouting and I'm not saying they should hire somebody but I've seen a lot of stuff and I've written even that they want they want a preference on someone who's analytics but when you go through this it's like they're not interviewing an analytics person. And look, I don't expect them to interview Sam Hinkie, especially after Ted's comments in January, like the unprompted comments about how <laughs> he didn't like the process, which was Sam Hanky. So, I uh, I don't expect that to happen by any means. But I'm just saying there there are smart analytics people out there. Uh, there are very few there are very few analytics GMs. Like there are GMs who are analytics friendly, who like analytics, who have other people implement analytics, who build up big analytics departments. And maybe that's one of the things the Wizards want to do. They talked about maybe reshuffling the front office or at least reprioritizing what they're doing with their front office. Maybe reallocating resources from one thing to another. Maybe they bring in more analytics people. Maybe they have a bigger analytics department. Maybe they philosophically go about the way they do analytics differently. These are all possible options. Uh, But they're not... I don't. I don't think they're hiring an analytics guy. Um, so we should watch our language when we say analytics. And I've probably messed up at some point and said it, uh, but we should watch our language when we say that because none of these people are actually analytics guys. Like Rosas came up through player personnel. I'm sure he's very well versed from what he's been. I, from what he's been described to me in a professional environment is that he's just wildly organized. Everything he does is extremely organized, which. Which seems like a great trait for someone running an organization,
1: right? If I, uh, by the way, to handle I'll, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I'll, I'll just say this: like, uh, without getting into a whole Tommy Shepard tangent, I know a lot of people are like, oh God, don't you, why would you? Why on earth would you keep the guy who's been with Grunfeld's by Grunfeld's side for all those years? It would just be an extension of the Grunfeld era and all that. I mean, when, when I the people I talk to, Tom Habistro, the, our insider with NBC Sports wrote about this. Like Tommy Shepard, I, I don't know if we would label him as the analytics guy, in, in sort of the, the the definition that you're kind of going with, which I I would agree with. But he is somebody who you talk to people is far more into say the the, the you know the analytics, advanced math, whatever you want to say, than than Grunfeld was, and that if he, if in fact he was given the position that that some of these Metrics, numbers, what have you, would be more uh, more in play for for the Wizards. And uh, so again, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he falls under that. He's an analytics guy. That's the top line for him. But I, I do think if if that were to happen, if he were to stay, I do think that the, that could be like what you just said that the Wizards overall may uh, focus more on that side of the side of, of things uh, that, that than was being done before. You got anything else? Um, no, I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to, uh, get this over with.
0: Yes. Oh, you want to talk about Maasai? Oh, sure. That was your report.
1: That was my report.
0: I was surprised to see that because I hadn't heard that.
1: I uh well you know you and Candace had some news and I and I'm like I gotta guess I gotta I gotta get off my NFL draft mock draft uh (laughs) couch and laurels and start figuring some stuff out here so um I'd already you know I'd I'd had a a few things I wanted to write on the topic and I just was sort of kept putting it off anyway in 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 yesterday sort of reaching out to some people about the situation uh you know one one call led to another led to another and I had multiple people tell me that. Not that he's being interviewed, not that he's on any list, not that the Wizards are even interested uh, per se, but that that yes, yeah, Masai Ujiri, the, the Raptors' uh, president, and got you know the guy who's helped turn that thing around, brought you made the bold move for Kawhi, did good things with Denver, that he is interested in moving to the D.C. area, uh, and that he would be interested in, in in this. I also heard the same thing with. About about the, the the Lakers effectively, and part of this has to do with um, he is big in the uh, program, the Basketball Without Borders, the uh, w- w- which ha- which uh, runs uh, coaching clinics and, and and other tournaments all over Africa where, where Jerry's from, and that the, the idea of going to a bigger city has some uh, a, a appeal to it. And obviously, from a from a Raptors perspective, if Kawhi Leonard leaves this off season which I think most people at this point with the odds would say will, then Toronto's an interesting spot. I don't necessarily would say they're in a full rebuild, but all of a sudden, you know, they're without an all-star, or, you know, without an MVP candidate. You know, what, what, what do they have? And, uh, you know, that, that, that could make somebody like Masai maybe think, what's my next move? All that said... This remains this remains a, a a true a true long shot. He just signed an extension a couple of years ago. The sense is that like Toronto wouldn't even let him interview, whereas like you and I at least seem to be thinking that it, it's conceivable. Tim Conley, why he wouldn't interview, but like the Denver may at least be willing to let him out. Uh, so I, I heard it. I, I heard it once. I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. Heard it multiple times from different people in different conversations. I'm like, all right, maybe there's something at least to this. And even today. Since putting it out there, I had somebody in the league say they heard the same thing. So, uh, you know, again, I, I, don't 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 go buy your Wizards uh, jersey just yet or anything. Uh, but it's just interesting that, you know, especially when we talk about how things have gone for the Wizards this year in the last 40 years and who wants to be here and things like that. Interesting to hear that a guy like him, who's been as successful as you can get without winning a t- title, I guess I should say, uh, in recent years, uh, you know, w- w- would be willing to. Uh, yeah, or, or at least interested in in the idea of the uh, being part of uh, Washington.
0: You're ooh Jersey.
1: Ooh, look at you! You're you're good with that stuff.
0: Look at me. It's my it's my only talent, and it's
1: completely useless. You're talking to the guy who's who just won a mock draft championship. Are you serious?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I talk. I'll I'll, I'll one up you on useless. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the perfect place to end. Um, read the article in the post about Ben's mock drafting. It's great. Your quotes were making me laugh out loud, uh, and it's very well written. Uh, read Ben's stuff in NBC Sports Washington. Follow Ben on Twitter at Ben Standig. Anything to plug before we go? Uh,
1: no, like I said, I, the the, the Masai article. I mean, I, I I dropped you know put some thoughts in there about him, Ferry, Shepard, Connolly, and. Uh, you know, all that good stuff. P- appreciate the uh, the podcast run as always, Fred. Keeps me keeps me out keeps me sharp with the uh, with the podcast game.
0: Keeps me young. Keeps me young. Uh, I'll be back next week. I mean, you know, if they make a major move, they hire someone or something like that. Don't anticipate that happening by next week, but who knows? Maybe it does. If they make a major move, I'll 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 do an emergency pod within you know 24, 48 hours of the hire or something like that. I'll I'll get something out to you guys uh otherwise i'll be back next week like i've been saying i'm gonna be doing these about once a week now until stuff really starts revving up i will be at the lot so the, the lottery the g league elite camp which is like the g league combine the lottery and the nba combine are all in chicago and they're all the same week in a couple of weeks so i'm gonna be out there in chicago for those i'll be attending those i'll do a podcast with somebody from there why not and uh that'll be in two weeks next week i'll do another episode and I'm sure we'll have some more GM stuff to talk about and and some other things and all that, but I'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wizards After Dark. Give us five stars. Leave a nice review. The nice reviews always help more than you would realize. Like I said, back next week, unless something else happens. I'll talk to you guys then.